Hello again, folks, and welcome back to our podcast series on organizational behavior. I'm hopeful that you found the topics we last discussed that they were truly helpful to you. So Dr. Jim is here again, and I want to continue the goal of my podcast by helping to supplement the normal coursework we face in our course each and every day on the subject of organizational behavior. I want to be able to help you relate to the impacts and the changes that are coming in organizational behavior. So first, let me remind you that the study of OB, what I call organizational behavior, does impact our professional and personal lives. So why not learn all we can to improve both elements, right? Simple argument. To do so, the focus of this podcast will be to discuss further details on some of the challenges that are associated with organizational behavior. Whether we're talking about traditional OB or what I'm calling now the new OB, given the changes to our environment in recent times and arguably going forward. As you'll always hear me say, I'm focused on pointing you in the right direction in terms of learning. These are opportunities to take the research further that we already have by critically analyzing the current material. And then let's synthesize the research with our opinions and experiences so that we can work on extending the overall body of knowledge. In our last podcast, I discussed some of the new ways that OB may be changing given the new normal. Before the pandemic became an issue, we were used to a certain cadence within our work environment, right? We were comfortable with that. We knew what to expect. We knew how to work within the system. The elements of OB that I discussed in the first podcast were those norms that we learned throughout our career. Now, suffice it to say, the new normal will bring about challenges within engagement in both our professional and personal lives. Some of the new challenges will absolutely cause us to relook at how we did things like engage with others. How were we motivated? How did we stay motivated in our work environment, especially now that it's changed? And quite honestly, how do leaders become and remain effective in leading their organization? in this post-pandemic world. So I continued a little bit more research for my second podcast so that I can discuss and and, and, uh, analyze some of the challenges and what we could possibly do about this. In a recent case study that was formulated in this year, 2021, by the authors of Earthle and Sacramento, it focused on the post-pandemic environment, right? So what did the authors want to state here? Basically, they posit that the changes created by the pandemic have now become an enhancer of what we call job crafting. Now, this term has been around for a while, but I think you can agree with me that given the new world order, we will be utilizing job crafting more and more for things like how do we do our job? How do we stay motivated? How will we embrace the new way of doing business? Some of the changes were developed in response to those new organizational behaviors that will help better align with keeping employees focused and motivated, right? I mean, we're there to earn a living. We're there to have meaningful work and make sense in our work, but we also need help in keeping focused and motivated. So how do we define job crafting? An article I pulled up, Berg et al. from 2007. That's how long this has been around, right? Job crafting focuses on taking proactive steps and actions to basically redesign what we do at work. The redesign will look at everything we do and then focus on changing how we complete our work, 
how do we change or reestablish our working relationships? Remember the, the relationships we were used to before have changed. And then how we personally can change the way we look at our work. The main premise is this. We can stay in the same role, but get more meaning out of our job simply by changing what we do and the whole point behind what we do. So now let's take a look at what we mean by changing the way we work and how organizational behavior can help us. In job crafting, the employee, the team member, is basically at the center of the change. The employee will take a proactive approach to changing their environment to fit their needs as well as the needs of the business. Now that's kind of flipping the script, if you will, right? We used to rely on our leadership to create that vision so we can live in it. What does that now mean if I'm gonna be focused on changing my environment so that I can accomplish my work, be motivated, be happy, be productive. So job crafting is truly at the center of employee behavior and, mo and motivation as it becomes a proactive method and behavior that we can use when changes are necessary. And I don't mean just for today, I mean going forward from today. Within the study of OB, Companies themselves need to recognize that team members want to create that meaning and make sense in their work by empowering and engaging team members in the change. It will change, and how do we take benefit from the changes? So we need to do this by what I mentioned before, flipping the script and calling what I'm creating a bottom-up approach. Now, if you think of a traditional organizational structure and so on, it's always about flow down top-down leadership. Well, there are models out there now that reflect the upside-down pyramid, meaning the bottom-up approach. So early in this transition, the role of leadership will definitely need to change. We need to recognize that what we call informal leaders, those subject matter experts, the individuals like us doing our jobs, we're now focused on taking charge of our destiny within the organization by proactively changing how we perform our task. Leaders need to take a look at their traditional roles and focus on changing how they lead to make sure they meet the needs of the company and the team members. For example, will an autocratic leadership style survive the changes? Will participative and transformational leadership styles grow, right, beyond what was a traditional participative or transformational leader? Something will need to change to support this new work approach. In an article of Berg in 2007 again, they asserted that job crafting involves a fundamental shift in the way team members look at their new roles by first assessing their job descriptions. Well, that's common sense, right? If we're taking a new approach and we are helping to run that business within the business, our job descriptions will change. In this post-pandemic world, the responsibilities change if the work environment changes, isn't that true? It sure does. Are there tasks that were traditionally performed in the office no longer required when working remotely, or perhaps even working in a hybrid working condition? Well, of course there are. Next, OB will need to focus on the changing interactions between team members. Communication methodologies will certainly change, you know, less perhaps face-to-face, -face, more remote, more electronic. Remember my discussion last uh, podcast on verbal and nonverbal communication? How can we achieve things like consensus-based decisions within a team? 
those items obviously will need to be addressed in the new OB environment. Now, a key tenet of sound organizational behavior practices does center on the assessment of employee behavior types. For example, let me give you a simple example here. How does a person who's naturally an extrovert type personality work effectively and how do they effectively interact within isolation? That's different. That'll probably cause a little bit of stress there. How does perhaps a dominant personality trait remain effective when the mode of communication and taking actions have changed once again in the post-pandemic world? So now let's look at some of the challenges that may differ between such items as generational sets as well, right? There's no doubt in the world. In fact, there, is, there are examples out there where we can have up to five generations in the workplace now. Think about that for a moment. Five different generations. You think organizational behavior will impact those generations differently and how they interact with each other? So, for example, I have an Earthles in Sacramento's 2021 case study where I pulled some items on there. I jotted down a couple of notes and I want to share them with you. That case study revealed we must identify and highlight the connection. And I only use this example in this article from the Gen Y, the millennial generation, the characteristics associated with Gen Y and the physical and cognitive changes that they apply to their work task and overall professional relationships in the workplace. What the authors discovered was that several questions and challenges must be addressed through changes in organizational behavior processes. And what they did as a result of their study, Earthel and Sacramento broke down changes in three specific areas. First, they call it structural. That's things like changes in communication with customers, by further adopting digital media and e-commerce platform, perhaps taking it to the next level from what was standard before. In this case, in the structural element, things like the organizational structure clearly needs to transform to adopt this new method. Perhaps a standard functional organizational structure may no longer work. We need to address what does that mean. Next area is the relational aspect of our relationships and our organizational behavior the changes that are associated with our relationships with team members by allowing them to establish closer relationships with other entities like customers, suppliers, so they can identify, directly identify any customer needs and concerns, so they can work with our supply chain to ensure the work continues, it's transparent, the new way we do business. And then we have cognitive area to go address. This can be one of the more powerful changes that the field of OB must support. Basically, team members need to shift from their traditional roles, where leadership issues assignments, to the role of the company that now enables team members to run what I call again, that business within the business. Basically, each team member puts themselves in that leadership slash owner role, assuming things like decision-making roles, that are typically involved either by leadership or other support personnel. You can see there's some of the radical changes that we're talking about, but this can effectively reduce that traditional bureaucracy in place to make decisions. So while it may, uh, you, we may experience some growing pains, clearly we are eliminating some non-value-added work where it can help to make decisions, to communicate, to truly promote uh, productivity in our work. So how does the new organizational behavior approach help? 
The article by Earthflow in Sacramento went further by suggesting that the company once again focused on shifting to that bottom-up approach to leading, the one I mentioned earlier. This will allow individuals in the organization some latitude on job redesign. Remember, none of what I'm saying says we do less so we don't have we can pick and choose what we want to do in our jobs. We still need to meet our company objectives and our customer demands, but it will give us more latitude on redesigning our job all while promoting autonomy and strengthening things that have always been important in the organizational behavior realm and that's employee engagement. That bottom-up approach will allow us to reflect on our job and tasks in terms of our decisions, how do we make sense of our work. They also argue that organizational objectives may need to change in support of this greater employee role, as that bottom-up approach is designed to realize an increase in performance as a result of some basic tenets of organizational behavior. Performance typically increases when employees are motivated and when they're engaged and empowered in the process. So given this research, we can see some of the primary challenges faced by everyone, from those leaders who need to change their predominant leadership style to human resources who will clearly need to modify policies, standard protocols to reflect the new world. What about us as team members? Will the support we need change too as we change our roles? Well, of course it will. We will need perhaps a different level of training as well shift in our new normal work week. We will need to understand how do we now engage in the new environment? What do I need to do different? What can I expect? For example, if we were used to receiving direction from our leadership each day, we've now shifted gears to where each of us basically become our own boss. Are we ready to assume that role? Well, that, my friends, is really the $64 question. Are we ready to assume that role? So the challenge is this. Organizational behavior as we know it will be challenged and will continue to be challenged. And the required disciplines will need to lead the changes necessary for companies to be successful. As we've discussed in the previous podcast, it is fairly safe to say that the new normal will quickly replace our traditional methods, behaviors, and the environment that we operate in. Now, the research will obviously continue to grow each and every day. We will find new things to do. Some items will work well. Some will fail. We need to understand that and be patient, right? The organizations themselves are challenged to modify that traditional organizational behavior process as the new workplace evolves. <clears throat> Excuse me. The challenges center on what we can all do to not only adopt to this new environment, but to better understand how organizational behavior will need to transform in the coming months and years. In the next and final podcast in this series, I'll bring together some of the key topics that we discussed in the first three podcasts and discuss how all of this is relevant to you in your professional and personal lives. Additionally, we'll discuss the relevance of organizational behavior as the foundation from which your continued studies will grow. The way with that we will begin to transition this, this is a little special now, we will go invite another faculty member to our last podcast. Dr. Joe will be joining us in comparing some of the ways that each course builds on each other so you can better understand why this course is relevant, why each course is relevant in supporting your degree program. This will be an absolutely great opportunity to help each of you understand 
How do all the pieces in my program come together as you continue down your educational path? So in the meantime, before I see you on the next podcast, I want to thank you for your time. And I hope you will join us for that final podcast in this organizational behavior series. Please, again, be safe, enjoy, and take care.